Good morning. Welcome to First Unitarian Universalist Church of Austin. We are a spiritual community dedicated to the free search for truth, meaning, and beauty. My name is Chris Jimerson. I am Minister for Program Development here at the church, and I have with me Mary Jane Ford, who is our wonderful lay leader this morning. We welcome each of you here. I want to especially welcome our visitors who are here this morning. We're so glad you're with us, and we hope you'll join us for coffee and conversation after the service. We come from a long tradition of seeing a spark of the divine in every person, and it's in that tradition that I invite you to turn to those around you and greet the holy among us this morning. It's also our tradition in Unitarian Universalist churches to start our services by lighting a chalice, which is a symbol of our faith. So please look in your order of service and read with me our words for lighting the chalice. Love is the spirit of this church, and service is its law. This is our great covenant, to dwell together in peace, to seek the truth in love, and to help one another. The call to worship is by Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King, Jr. Human progress is neither automatic nor inevitable. Even a superficial look at history reveals that no social advance rolls in on the wheels of inevitability. Every step toward the goal of justice requires sacrifice, suffering, and struggle the tireless exertions and passionate concern of dedicated individuals. Unitarian Universalist are a diverse lot. We all don't have the same belief systems. Many of us draw from several of the world's wisdom and faith traditions, so sometimes people ask, well, then what holds you all together? Well, I think we have a set of principles as Unitarian Universalists that I'll talk about later that holds us together. And at this church, we have our mission. It's our common purpose. We put it on our wall and we say it together every Sunday. We gather in community to nourish souls, transform lives, and do justice. This is the time in our service when we breathe together. Some of us pray, some meditate, some simply follow our breath down to that deeper place inside, that spark of the divine, that light from within. And breathing together, feeling one another's loving presence surrounding us, We enter into a time of sacred silence together, remembering that human sounds and the sounds of small children are a part of the sacred silence in this church. Breathing in, breathing out, I invite you into that time of sacred silence together now.
I'd like to begin the sermon this morning with another passage from Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King, Jr. I'm sure that most of you have read that arresting little story from the pen of Washington Irvington entitled Rip Van Winkle. The one thing we usually remember about the story is that Rip Van Winkle slept for 20 years. But there is another point in that little story that is almost completely overlooked. It was the sign in the end from which Rip went up in the mountain for his long sleep. When Rip Van Winkle went up into the mountain, the sign had a picture of King George III of England. When he came down 20 years later, the sign had a picture of George Washington, the first president of the United States. When Rip Van Winkle looked up at the picture of George Washington and looking at the picture, he was amazed. He was completely lost. He knew not who he was. And this reveals to us that the most striking thing about the story of Rip Van Winkle is not merely that Rip slept 20 years, but that he slept through a revolution. While he was peacefully snoring up in the mountain, a revolution was taking place that at points would change the course of history. And Rip knew nothing about it. He was asleep. Yes, he slept through a revolution. And one of the great liabilities of life is that all too many people find themselves living amid a great period of social change, and yet they fail to develop the new attitudes, the new mental responses that the new situation demands. They end up sleeping through a revolution. Dr. King's legacy is that he led a revolution in civil and human rights, Though incomplete, the gains he was able to bring about by waking people up have made real differences in real people's lives ever since. And though, as is clear from current events in our news, we still have far, far to go, though there have been efforts ever since to curtail and find ways around the civil rights gains he and his movement brought about, still... I believe that he led a powerful and peaceful revolution. My friends, I think, I believe that if our democratic laws and institutions hold up against the assault they are currently under, we may be living in a time when the potential for another powerful and peaceful revolution is brewing. So we... Each of us must decide what our legacy may be. Will we stay awake for this revolution? 
all around us. It seems that a sleeping giant is awakening, disturbed and dismayed by the racist, classist, misogynistic, bigoted behavior and policymaking of so many of our political and other leaders. Oppressed people and their allies are engaging at a level not seen since perhaps the days of Dr. King's movement. Now, I want to pause here for a moment to say that I know that we likely have folks here today with a wide spectrum of political points of view. We likely have folks who would prefer not to hear about politics and public policy from the pulpit, and I can understand that. I can understand the desire for spiritual nourishment during worship, and I promise I'm going to come back to that. And yet... I also feel compelled to talk about what is happening in our society at large on this Sunday before Martin Luther King Day because our mission that we say together every Sunday says that we gather in community to nourish souls, transform lives, and do justice. Our Unitarian Universalist principles say that we affirm and promote the inherent worth and dignity of every person. We affirm and promote justice, equity, and compassion in human relations, the goal of world community with peace, liberty, and justice for all, respect for the interdependent web of all of existence of which we are a part. So for me, I can't. I can't, as a Unitarian Universalist minister, feel that I am living out that mission and fulfilling our principles, let alone providing religious leadership, and still ignore racist statements like the also ugly and vulgar one Mr. Trump made just three days ago. Much yet, much less the policymaking being attempted both administratively and through legislation that has the real potential to harm real people. For me, this is a spiritual matter. There is a revolution brewing that sides with love, that recognizes we are caught in an inescapable network of mutuality tied in a single garment of destiny, as Dr. King said. There is a revolution brewing that is congruent with our religious values, and I can't sleep through it without damaging my spirit, my very soul. All around us, indivisible chapters and many, many other groups are making phone calls, organizing town hall meetings, and conducting visits to government officials' offices to resist harmful legislation. All around us, disparate human rights movements are joining forces like never before to build more power for demanding justice. All around us, committed folks are identifying ways to counter the forces of hatred and tribalism with love and communalism. The Me Too movement that Meg will be talking about next Sunday resulted in millions of women and also many men sharing their stories of sexual harassment and assault, powerfully demonstrating just how large this problem really is. And in response, 300 prominent women in the entertainment industry formed the Time's Up movement to combat sexual assault and harassment through things like a legal defense fund they set up to help less privileged person and several other initiatives. 
The women wearing black, you may have noticed at the Golden Globe Awards, did so at the request of Time's Up leadership to raise awareness about these issues. In special elections in Virginia, Alabama, and elsewhere, people of color, especially African Americans, younger people, and women, particularly single women, voted in huge numbers for candidates that ran against the forces of oppression. In Virginia, such candidates swept all of the statewide offices. Also in Virginia, an openly transgendered female defeated an anti-LGBTQ incumbent to become the first openly transgendered person to be elected to a state legislature in the entire country. Virginians also elected their first two Latina women to their state house, as well as the first Asian American woman and the first openly lesbian woman. In the Alabama special Senate race, Doug Jones defeated Roy Moore. Moore is an anti-LGBTQ bigot who also made racist statements and stood accused of inappropriate sexual behavior with several women, some who had been underaged at the time. Doug Jones is a former federal prosecutor who put away the Ku Klux Klan perpetrators of the 1963 Birmingham church bombing that killed four African-American girls. He also has a son who is openly gay and who attended his swearing-in to the U.S. Senate by none other than Mike Pence. I'll admit I enjoyed watching that. <laughs> Immensely. <laughs> Folks, these are the seeds of a powerful, peaceful revolution if our democratic institutions stand. And I fear that those who are trying to undermine those institutions might well heed the words of John F. Kennedy. Those who make peaceful revolution impossible, he said, will make violent revolution inevitable. So I believe, I believe the possibility for that powerful and peaceful revolution is upon us and that our religious principles, values, and mission are calling us to stay awakened for it. But how do we do that? Especially when it can seem like there is this constant barrage of anger and conflict coming at us and there are so many issues to address, it can become so tiring and seem so overwhelming, can't it? How do we avoid freezing up, retreating to the comforts of our home and families and like Rip Van Winkle, sleeping through the revolution? Well, let me be the first to admit that I don't have all the answers. I admit that I feel like hiding in my living room with Wayne, my now three dogs, and a great big glass of Chardonnay myself a lot of the time. But I think it can help sometimes with the sense of being overwhelmed, the constant barrage blaring from our television, to get engaged in some way. Taking some sort of active role can help restore a sense of at least some personal agency when our world starts feeling so tumultuous. I know many of you are already actively working for justice and to improve our communities and our world in so many terrific ways, and I am so thankful to you for all that you do. I hope that it brings you a sense of fulfillment and spiritual nourishment. 
And if you're not as engaged as you might like, know that you don't have to become an out-front, outspoken social justice or political activist to be a part of revolutionizing our society for the better. There are great organizations with which to volunteer. You can help register people to vote. You can make a difference by just showing up at events like the Martin Luther King Day celebration tomorrow or the Women's March next Saturday. And there's all kinds of ways to get involved with some of our social action and community support activities here at the church. Just stop by the social action table after a service one Sunday and talk to the new folk, talk to the nice folks there to find out more, including about our people of color and our white allies groups. And you can also support or get involved with any number of our national Unitarian Universalist groups, such as Love Resists, which works to resist criminalization of people of color, migrants, Muslims, LGBTQ persons, and other targeted communities. And that's just one example of the many opportunities you can find out about by going to www.uua.org. Okay. Public service announcement over now. Once we each have found our way to get engaged, I think that the other thing we have to do to stay awake is to take care of ourselves, spiritually, emotionally, and physically. Some of you have heard me talk about this before, but it bears repeating in times like this. Building a revolution, a true legacy of change for the better, is long-term work and can be so challenging sometimes, and it's easy to get burnt out or even collapse into cynicism or despair. But that makes it even more important, if you have a spiritual practice that nourishes and sustains you, to create the time to engage in it on a regular basis and to think about picking one up if you don't currently have a spiritual practice. Meditating, praying, chanting, singing, knitting, simply sitting in quiet contemplation, communing with nature. It doesn't have to be anything complicated or even overtly religious as long as it soothes your soul. Based on recent personal experience, I recommend getting a new puppy. <laughs> puppy breath as a spiritual practice is just the greatest. And identify where you experience beauty and spend some time there, whether it's by the ocean, a creek, a river, a lake, the mountains, an art museum. Make time for beauty in your life. And my friends, let yourselves experience joy. Whether it comes from playing with your kids or your kitties or both, making music or art or whatever brings you joy, we need the experience of joy in our lives to sustain and enliven our spirits. Every Sunday, we say that we come from a long tradition of seeing a spark of the divine in every person. I like to think of that as a light that is unique to each of us. And I want to encourage you to tend to that light in these ways so that you can shine it out most brightly to better our world in the way that only you can. 
Combined together, our unique lights and those of so many others working for justice and a more sustainable world can radiate out into that world and fuel a powerful, peaceful revolution. We are witnessing forces of racism and bigotry emboldened in our society right now. Almost as terribly, we are also witnessing leaders from across the political spectrum who are failing to speak out forcefully against it and are therefore complicit in it. And yet, and yet, in response, we are also witnessing a potential revolution based in compassion, community, and solidarity. My beloveds, Our faith is calling us not to sleep through that revolution. Let our legacy be that we awakened and became the revolution. May each of our sparks of the divine unite and shine brightly together with many, many others to light our way. Amen. Now, please join me in our words for extinguishing the chalice which are printed in your order of service. We extinguish this flame, but not the light of truth, the warmth of community, or the fire of commitment. These we hold in our hearts until we are together again. This is a production of the First Unitarian Universalist Church of Austin. For more information, go to our website at austinuu.org.